Welcome to Straight Out of Savannah, Talking with Tammy, a podcast that showcases people you may not know who are choosing to use their gifts to inspire and move the planet. Thank you so much for joining us on Straight Out of Savannah, talking with Tammy. My guest, Patricia Heights, is here, and I'm super excited that she has decided to join me here to talk about herself today and who she is and what she does. So, Patricia, take it away. Okay. Well, um, uh, so my name is Patricia Heights, and um, I wrote a book called Daydreams Come True after I was diagnosed with kidney cancer back in 2002. And uh, as anybody who's ever been through a cancer diagnosis will tell you, you're, you know, literally your life flashes in front of you and you start looking at um, what your life is about and um, what's really important and what's not. Uh, for me, I needed to understand how I uh, got this disease. Uh, how did this happen? And so I started to read every mind, body, wellness book, uh, or audio tape or whatever. Back then it was the little Walkman, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, walking every day. Uh, and I needed to know, I needed to understand how we create disease in our body. And it, I was just like amazed at what I found out. It's really all about what we believe and the negative energy that we hold on to based on what we believe about ourselves, because most of us believe negative things about ourselves. We're not enough of this or not enough of that, or we're not pretty enough, or we're not um, wealthy enough, or we don't have a good enough job, or, you know, the list is endless. And yeah. I realized what my belief was that had contributed to my kidney cancer. And um, I just had to like know more. And so since 2002, I've been studying this and studying this, and I've really changed my life. My life is very different now. I'm so much more of a happier person. Um, everything in my life is so much better um, because I changed what I believed about myself. That is powerful. That is powerful. That, talk about um, the feelings that you had around when you found out about the kidney cancer. And I want you to relate it to um, your father-in-law. So um, what, what was really mind-blowing, why I really decided that I needed to know more about this is that my father-in-law had died from kidney cancer only 10 months prior to my being diagnosed. And I thought, there, this can't be a coincidence. I'm not right. related to this person. So, well, the first thing is, the, the fear is because he died. So the first thing is, oh my God, I had young children at the time and like, oh my God, I can't leave my kids. So that was really what spurred me to like, I have to know more about this. Like what is, what is the connection here? And so while I was recuperating from my um, kidney surgery, because uh, they took my kidney, uh, I someone gave me a book called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Yes. I'll do it. I love Louise Hay. Yeah, that was the first book that was such an aha moment for me, and um, I read it, and 
one, when I got to the part where she asks you, why do you need to have this? Yes. Why do I need to have this disease? And I realized that during the time that my father-in-law was dying of kidney cancer, which, you know, the process went on for two or three years because the um, tumors would just pop up in different parts of his body. They would radiate it. It would go away and then something would pop up another place. And so this went on until it eventually took his life. But um, when this was going on, he told us that um, he was going to leave us a substantial amount of money that he had inherited from his father. And I thought, oh, yay, we can get um, a new house because we had this small teeny house and I wanted a bigger house for my growing family. But then I kept doing every time I thought about it, I would do this like devil angel thing like, oh, you're such a terrible person. You're like hoping that he, you know, dies so you can get that money. Uh, <laughs> then I feel like really bad about that. And then I think, oh, this is terrible that I'm thinking this way. And then, you know, I'd have a bad day with our house, like everybody all crowded. I'm like, oh, you know, when my father-in-law dies, I'll get that money. And then I beat myself up again. And this went back and forth and back and forth. And um, I had grown up um, in uh, a dysfunctional alcoholic household. So there was a lot of anger. There was a lot of negative energy that I had already stored in my body. But I believe that when I read that, why do you need this? I needed to take that energy, that negative energy that I, that was stuck and that I was holding on to all that anger in my body. And I had to create kidney cancer with it because that was the disease that my father-in-law died from. And I had to punish myself for being such an awful person of wanting him to die so we could get money to buy our house. So that was the aha moment that came to me when I was reading Louise Hay's book. And I, that was just like, I can't even explain the feeling of when I realized like, oh my God, I took on this disease because I hate myself so much. It was like a lightning bolt struck me and went through my body. It was, it was just unbelievable. And then from that moment on, I thought if I could, if I could contribute it to a disease in my body, because I hate myself, what could I do if I loved myself? Like, wow, what could I create in my world that, I, that you know, would be so amazing if I loved myself? So that's what I, I really had to find that out. And I've created an amazing different life um, because I've learned how to heal those wounds and then um, create um, a self-love. Uh, I found, I healed my wounds. I found out what I loved about myself. I embraced myself. And I started a relationship with myself and my life is just amazing now. I love my life. That is amazing because the thing is, is I think a lot of times people don't realize just what you said. You create, you create your life. Mm -hmm. You do. Absolutely. You know, and, and I, I, I find in that, you know, people don't always believe because the thing that I found in my work is that people, um, that you expect to believe don't believe no you know like um like I was talking to some people that I know you know and um and I call them super Christian because that's what they are <laughs> but when I talk to them about healing and they talk about healing you know when they go to church and all that mm -hmm. but they don't believe they don't believe that it's your beliefs that keep you sick and keep you in, you know, these states. You, so, whatever, whatever thought 
is created in your mind creates an energy in your body. Yes. That is a negative thought that creates a negative uh, energy in your body. And that's why people who are under stress all the time, that's such a negative energy that's created. Like, you know, people have heart attacks. Yes. Uh, You know, people like for me, I, I created kidney cancer. Other people have other cancers there because that energy, it has to go someplace. And if you don't like heal it and, and deal with it and, um, look at it straight in the eye and say, that is not true. I don't want to believe that I'm better than that. And like, just take it apart. If you don't take it apart, you hold on to it. And that negative energy will block, um, the energy that keeps your organs alive, that keeps your cells dividing, that keeps your blood flowing. Um, so it's so important to go back and look at what you believe when something happens in your life, you have to stop and ask yourself, like, why did this happen? What do I believe about myself that would cause this to happen in my life? Mm. Because instead, it's always about what we believe. Everything is about what we believe. Yes. And that, and that, is that a part of the work that you're now doing? Because I'm just, I can see that. Yes. Um, so I help people change their belief system. The first thing in my, my book is different in that it's a workbook. It's not just like um, a self-help book that you read and it gives you advice. It, uh, the book is less about me and my story and really more about the reader because it asks very pointed questions to make you think and make you really go deep and make have some big realizations so that you can change your belief system. So we start with what do you want? And then why don't you already have it? And you can't blame anyone else because it's always in your power to change whatever's going on in your life. And then we start breaking down like what beliefs are causing your life to be this way. And then we take apart those beliefs and um, get rid of them. And, you know, the people that I work with realize that, wow, I didn't realize that I believed that like, wow, I didn't realize how that didn't serve me uh, to believe that. And then, so once we take it apart, now we can rebuild a new belief system based on what you want to have in your life. And then creating a new belief about what you want to have in your life or be in your life or create in your life. That is awesome. What do you say to the people that, because I know you probably have them, the people that, you know, would say, well, my mama had diabetes and my daddy or my grandma or whoever, you know, these people in my, my lineage have diabetes. Mm -hmm. So how could I have created that? Well, you, you foster it. So you have a genetic predisposition for it based on um, your parentage, Um, but you can either um, exacerbate that or you can keep control of it. So yes, you have a genetic disposition, but that doesn't mean that it has to control your life. If you choose to make diabetes a non-issue, it can be a non-issue. 
you can live with it, you can live comfortably with it, and it doesn't have to be a limitation. And that's really what this is all about is most of us have beliefs that completely limit us, or we believe they limit us. And that's not true. We allow them to limit us. They don't have to. You know, if I, um, uh, okay, so here, how uh, I feel like my happy ever after part of this kidney cancer story is that when they um, diagnosed, they did the biopsy on the kidney, and they told me when I was home waiting to see what the results of the biopsy were, they said, you know, if we find that there are cancer cells that traveled outside of the kidney, then we will, you know, have to do, you know, more treatment, et cetera, um, depending on where we find that the kidney, that the cancer cells travel to. But the miracle was that all the cancer cells had been contained and stayed in that kidney. They did not they called it an encapsulated kidney. So what happened was my left kidney took over and the right kidney shut down. So they found no proof that any of those cancerous cells had traveled outside of my kidney. And that was the miracle that saved my life. Now, they also told me that I would have to keep getting checkups for the rest of my life because if one of those cancer cells had traveled outside, and um, is laying dormant someplace in my body that sometime during my life, it could be triggered and I could have a cancerous growth that would pop up someplace in my body. Um, so after five years, I said to my doctor, ooh, you know, can I be, am, would this be considered like I'm on the road being cancer-free? And he said, you'll never be 100% cured from this because, you know, one of those cancer cells could be laying dormant in your body. So after 18 years, Last year, my doctor said to me, 18 years, wow, that's a long time. I think we can use the word cure now. And I yes. said, what? Oh my God. I said, uh, you know, after five years, you told me that wasn't possible. And he said, well, first of all, you know, um, we've been able to do a lot more research about this over the years, over the 18 years. But secondly, if in 18 years you have not had a reoccurrence anywhere, he said, I think that's as close to a cure as we're gonna get. And for me, that was, um, that was a confirmation that I had healed all of my wounds, that I had gotten rid of the negative energy of my body and healed my wounds because in 18 years, nothing. The only things that have happened to me have been good stuff. Self-evolution, self-healing, um, manifesting more abundance in my life, more love, more wonderful people, more money, you know, just everything better in my life over these 18 years. Yes. So what was the process that, you know, you went through as you were healing? Because I think that's important for people to know that, you know, you didn't just say, I'm going to read Louise's book and then I'm going to do what she said. And then that's going to be it. You know, of course it's never it because you have right. to unlearn. Um, all of us have these beliefs that we created in our childhood. Yes. Based on an immature brain. Okay. So I'll give you an example. So here's a story about two little boys. So two little boys named Bobby and Stephen. Okay. So Bobby lived next door to Stephen. Stephen lived in a house with a red door. And every day, Bobby would always go over and play at Stephen's house because Stephen had better toys. And so Bobby would always knock on the door with the red 
uh, knock on the house with the red door and the mom would open the door and he would go in and play with his friend, Stephen. Well, one day, Stephen's mom was um, trying on some costumes for a Halloween party and she was dressed up as a scary monster. And she forgot to take off her um, mask and her outfit and she opened the door and Bobby was there and he immediately you know, got scared, like, oh my God, it's a scary monster and he ran away. So of course she had to go after him and explain, take the mask off, you know, blah, blah, blah. But in his immature brain, all he remembered was open red door, something very scary there. So he um, evolved to believe that there's something bad about red. Okay, so as a little kid, he wouldn't wear red. He wouldn't go any place where there was something red in the room. He wouldn't eat red food. He wouldn't, he wanted nothing to do with the color red. And then he grew up as an adult and he still wouldn't wear red clothes, didn't like the color red. And it got to a point where he was um, out house shopping with his wife and they found this wonderful house that was perfect in the perfect neighborhood at the perfect price. And everything about it was just wonderful, but it had a red door. And he said, I don't know what it is about this house, but I just don't like it. I, I don't like this house. And his wife was like, it's the perfect price. It's the perfect neighborhood. It's the perfect everything. He's like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know what it is. I just don't like it. He didn't realize that it was all about, he never went back and said, why do I like, don't like the color red? Why do I hate this color red? He never went back and tried to remember what the original belief was about red. And Every single one of us has a red door in our life that at some point as a child, we thought something meant something that it doesn't. As an adult, if we go back and look at it, we realize, oh, no, that's not what it means at all. But we carry those beliefs with us as we grow into adulthood. And we don't understand why we believe something, but we just know that we believe that and it, it, it's our reality. So my process was going back and I listened to, I know we were talking before uh, you and I, Tammy, about how many books we have and um, yeah. audio, audio books, tapes, you know, whatever. Yes. What I did was um, when I started recuperating from my kidney surgery is I would go walking and every day I would go walking with some audio because I knew I had to retrain my brain. And so every day I put new better information in my brain to disprove what I believed about myself, that I wasn't such a failure, that I wasn't such a terrible person, that I wasn't all the terrible things I believed about myself. And I just kept listening until I kept having all these aha moments like, wow, that's not what that means. Really? I, I'm not really bad. I am really loved. And every day you can't just like, sit down, read a book and say, okay, I'm going to do this, like you said, and then your life is different from that moment on. It's a, it's taking what you're learning and then um, putting it into your day, like reconstructing how you do your day, reconstructing when you have a thought that you used to just take for granted, like you stop, you catch yourself and you say, wait a minute, is that, is that true? Like, you know, someone says something, they like criticize you or whatever. And inside you're like getting angry because that person is criticizing you. And you just, you learn to say, wait a minute, this is their stuff. 
I don't have to believe what they just said about me. This is their stuff that they're spouting. That's not really true what they said about me. That's not true. I don't have to take that on. And so you learn how to stop yourself when you find yourself getting into that emotional piece and you go, wait a minute, what's the truth here? Is that true? No, that's not true. I'm not going to buy into that. So it's, it's a process little by little, but you have to keep feeding your brain with this information and then taking what you read or listen to and then creating a new way to do your life with that new information. Yes, that is, that is, that is so crucial and powerful because the thing is, is I think that a lot of times because, you know, when we're children, we are the most connected Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we have people that come behind us that tell us we didn't see what we saw or we didn't hear what we heard, you know, or those imaginary friends are not real. You know, they, they might probably be, you know, your guides or your angels, you know, part of your spiritual team, but you got people that are telling you and they're, they're big people, Mm -hmm. you know, you're a little person and they're telling you, oh, you know, this is, that's not real. Yeah, you know, or or what's the other one? Get your heads out the clouds. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know all these things, and so you know it would be quite natural that you know you would have these beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, and they transcend every area of our life. I think that's the part that that I'm listening to. You know what you're saying is like this transcends every part of your life. Yeah, and then why can't it transcend diseases? Yes. and illnesses and sicknesses because you it, it depends on what you believe exactly you- I, I, this is like amazing because it's like I feel this so strongly especially for our generation because what I what I'm noticing is that people are dropping dead in their 50s left and right oh my gosh yeah mm-hmm. 50s 60s um mid 40s so much stress out there that's what I'm saying I'm telling people I'm like we're not supposed to be dying like that no no you know I I had my mother actually said something one day to me that hit me she said um I called her and I was checking on her see how she's doing because she's across the country I'm in Washington she's in Georgia and so I was calling her and I was like hey you know what's going on everything good you know because you know that's how you have to do Then you find out who died. (laughs) But she's like, yeah, she's like, we're good. You know, I said, okay. I said, she said, you guys are the ones that's dying. (laughs) She said, you guys are the one that's dying. So y'all need to probably deal with y'all stress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I said, she's right. Because it's not, it's transcending all social economic groups. It doesn't matter if you have money or don't. You know what I mean? People are just dying. And it's, it's sad because we died, you know, 50 was old in the what twenties in the fifties, even, Mm -hmm. you know, if you were 50, you were old. Holy moly. Yeah, I know. Right. But now people are living. I mean, I have a, a, a a resident where I work that he was 101. He just passed away. Oh my gosh. God bless him. And he wasn't even, I mean, I don't think he was like, he didn't have any conditions because he didn't take any meds except for Tylenol and ibuprofen. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and he, you know, 
he probably had something going on because he kept falling, but, but he was 101, you know what I mean? And then I have another one. He is 107 and he beat the COVID. Oh, wow. God bless him. Beat the COVID. Yes. And every night this poor man cries out and asks God to take him because he's ready to go. His wife passed away, you know, like last year, I think it was. And so he's, you know, of course, missing her because they've been together 70, 80 years or whatever it was. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and so every night he's asking God to take him. 107. Wow. And yeah. still in his mind, you know, everything is like, you know, I'm like, wow. So why? You know, my question is why? And and I, I laugh because like you, 50,000 books, <laughs> always reading. Uh-huh. I have to tell myself, shut it down. No, you're not doing that today. No, you're taking a break. Your husband's off. You guys are off. You're going to go do something, you know, because you just have this insatiable desire to learn and understand, you know, why this is so, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, I'm, I'm like so passionate about it because I see, I have seen so many of my friends, you know, die. And I know that it was nothing but stress. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, and I, I laugh because I hate when somebody calls me like that, I don't hear from in a long time and stuff. I already know it's like, okay, who died? And they'll say, you know, so-and-so we used to work with, <laughs> they died. <laughs> like what? Stress, you know? And I'm like, okay, so something has to, has to give. And then the other part is just like you said, people believe mm-hmm. that they have to have these things that are going on in their life these illnesses people believe it and I, I I get such a kick out of when I talk to people and they start telling me you know about their laundry list of you know diseases that maybe they inherited from whoever you know and and, and it tickles me because I say my grandfather was diabetic on my mom's side and my grandmother is diabetic on my dad's side has been since I before I was born you know, insulin dependent, Mm -hmm. but am I going to be? Hell no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why? Because I believe that I'm not. Yeah. You know, and every time they come and they do like, you know, you do your A1C and stuff and they're like, oh, well, your A1, my doctor said your A1C is a little elevated and I would have to call you pre-diabetic. I said, no, the hell you're not. No. Well, um, (laughs) diabetes is about not um, enjoying your life. Yes, exactly. Um, so that's resistance to joy. That yes. You, um, you know, you clearly are a person who um, has great joy for their life. So right. uh, you may have, uh, like I said before, you may be um, predis- uh, genetically predisposed for that, but you're not going to feed it the negative energy it needs to manifest yes yes that that that's the piece yeah mm-hmm. it's like what are you feeding your life that is so good oh my god yeah. what are you feeding your life mm-hmm. you know because the thing is is you can feed it positivity or you can feed it negativity or you can feed it something in something in between <laughs> mm-hmm. that is so powerful so I want to talk one more thing before we um, shut down, but I wanted to just ask about your book and I wanted you to share a little bit about um, 
the motivation that you had for writing it and, you know, who you wrote it for? Well, I wrote it based on all the learning that I have to make my um, life better. The questions that I asked myself as I was going through the process of breaking down my belief system, is this true? What do I, if I don't like what is going on in my life, um, if one of the uh, many per persons that I listened to audiobooks and read was Wayne Dyer and love him say, look around you. If you don't like what you see, you can change it. You've created, if you don't like what you see, know that you created that based on what you believe and you can change that. So the first thing we do in the book is, and this is the first thing I do. Like, so if I, if I don't like this, the way it is, what do I want it to be? So you first, you have to have a vision of, well, what do I want it to be? And once you create that vision, then it's like, well, how come I don't already have that? And then that's where we get into the beliefs. Well, you don't, you don't have that because you believe blah, blah, blah about yourself. So then how do I get that? Okay, well, we deconstruct what you believe and we reconstruct new beliefs based on what you do want. And so you don't ever pay attention to the things you don't want. You give all your attention to what you want to create in your life. And that was, that's really what the book is about. And it takes you through the process. And so that book is really the process that I went through to make my life better and to heal my wounds and to create a, a happy ever after life. That was I wanted to share what I learned because it was just been so powerful for me. I wanted yes. to share that with the world. I, so, I mean, everybody has a red door yes. and I would like to um, erase all the red doors in everyone's life. I mean, imagine if we all believed that we were, um, that we were the best that we deserve love, that we deserve everything that we want in our life, and that we can have it. Imagine what a happy, fulfilled world we would all be around. I guess from a selfish standpoint, I want everybody to feel the way I do, because then there's no negativity around me. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That, <laughs> that piece, that piece. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel you completely because I just dove into um, human design a little bit and I found out my design. And so that's, that's actually exactly how I feel because I'm a reflector. So, you know, I don't even do negative people and I didn't realize why until I found out about that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is why, because I mean, seriously, as I've been on this journey, when I'm even around negative people, it affects me. And I'm like, uh, no. once you realize that you've been um, part of um, what we believe negativity is, we take on other people's beliefs. We take yes. on other negative energy because we're not strong enough in the belief about ourselves to say, no, I don't want that. We go, huh, we don't feel confident enough to know that we don't have to believe what they believe. 
whether it's our mother or our father or a relative or a friend or you know a significant other we don't have to believe that and that's where the process is is getting strong enough to say you know what that does not serve me i do not want that negative energy around me and once you make that decision and you say no i'm only going to surround myself with positive energy and people that exude positive energy your world completely changes then you start um uh, manifesting people who will contribute to positive energy in your life and the toxic people start to go away and they'll say things to you like you've changed yep i have i don't need that i don't need your toxic energy anymore, <laughs> anymore. Yeah. what do the memes say on facebook period <laughs> Don't need that toxic energy anymore. Mm -mm. No, it's good. You're, you're like, you know what? You're good. You're yeah. good. And I'm it, good. It's like, not good. It's not like I have to say, you know, you're a bad person because you have toxic energy. That's their journey. And I, I don't need to judge them. I just say, you know what? I think that um, our synergy doesn't work anymore. So I, I'm just going to kind of be by myself. Um, you know, I don't want to tell them that they're a bad person um, because all that does is contribute to their negative belief about themselves right. and be more negative. <laughs> right. But I will say, if you want to learn what I've learned, I'm happy to teach that to you. Um, but if you don't want to learn what I have learned to make myself happier, then I, I don't think that we work together anymore because you're right. I have changed. And then I'll take, the, I'll take the blame. I've changed. Look, it's me, not you. <laughs> it absolutely is. So did you so did you have any blowback from say like your family or anything when you started on this 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 journey and this process and even doing the work? Um there was there was never um specific blowback. Um I think in the beginning my husband was like, hmm. I think I'm going to just pay attention to this. He wasn't resisting it, but he certainly wasn't jumping on the bandwagon. Um, but he allowed me to do whatever I needed to do to heal myself and be happier. And what he will tell me now is like, wow, I'm, he, he would say to me, you're such a different person. You're so much happier now. And every once in a while, like he, he still doesn't want to jump on the bandwagon with both feet. But every once in a while, I'll hear him say something to somebody else that I've said about being positive or whatever. And I'll say to him, what did you just say? And he said, oh, what you, he goes, you, you get to me through osmosis. It just, it comes to me through osmosis. <laughs> okay. However it needs to. Um, whatever works. <laughs> whatever works. So little by little, he takes on, you know, some of the learning. Um but he hasn't um, really embraced doing that, looking in the mirror and seeing what you don't want in your life. He hasn't done that process. He just takes pieces and, you know, he's definitely in a much better place. Um, and then my children have just because they were young enough when I kind of went through the process, they just kind of have adapted and soaked up all the positive energy and just, you know, there was a lot of chaos and anger in, in my home when my kids were little because I was chaotic and I was angry. Um, but when I started healing myself and um, 
being more positive and more loving to me. I could be more loving to my kids. I could bring more love around me, more joy, more fun. And my kids grew up in a better place. And I'm so happy that I was able to make those changes because now my kids as adults are much better for it. I agree with that. I'm, I'm, I agree. Same. I agree. It's like, you know, people don't realize how much their kids are affected by them. Oh my gosh. The Ever, they are. Everything. I tell people all the time, young mothers, especially they'll come to me and I'll say, you know, your kids are reacting off of you. So if you're crazy energy, you don't have to say anything. So I tell them, if you're crazy, your kids are going to be crazy. They pick up on your energy. Yes. And, and it's, and it's, it's a good thing. If you do like what you did, you know, how you transformed and changed that and how you, you know, foster that type of positive atmosphere and environment in your house, you know, it makes such a difference because it's like, I laugh. I tell people all the time. They're like, well, what are your kids? I'm like, well, my kids are woo. <laughs> they're woo. I said, so if I say something, you know, about, you know, cause, cause they'll be like, well, mom, you know, what do you think about so-and-so? And I'm like, well, you know, I don't really like the energy of that or blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, okay. You know, but I laugh. I said, other kids will be like, what, what's she talking about? <laughs> what does she mean? What's she mean by that? You know, what does that even mean? But uh, yeah, so I think that's amazing. Okay, so now what we're going to do is we're going to shut this down because this is such an amazing conversation. I could have it for you for another hour. <laughs> but uh, um, just share with the people how they can connect with you. And, and oh. also, if you have any type of um, program that you're trying to fill or anything like that, you can share that as well. Okay, so uh, I if you go to patriciaheights.com, that is my um, um, main website that has everything about my book. And I also do workshops and um, I will be starting a new um, six week workshop where we do, we, my book is one chapter a week. So we take one chapter, you get the book included and we get, um, we do one chapter every week, we go through it, and then you go and do your life based on the new information. And then we come back the following week and say, okay, how did you do your life differently now? Like, what aha moments did you have? What did you learn? What, what, what did you get stuck on? Whatever. And then we review that and then we start the next chapter and then you go back and you take the next chapter and you put that into your life. And we do that for six weeks. And, um, uh, I'm doing it online, but I also do it. I love to do it in person more, but you know, during COVID, we weren't able to do it in person. So we started doing it more online and um, people have told me how um, life-changing it has been and how they, the last class that I did, ironically, the universe works in strange ways. <laughs> yes. um, ironically, I had three women in my class who two of them had sons who um, had substance abuse issues. And the third one had a son with autistic issues, but in all three cases, it was about how can I communicate better with my son? How can I get them to understand um, what is the best for them and have them make better choices for their life, et cetera. And I was, it was just so thrilling to have them come back at the end. Like even each week when they would come back, I know the mother, especially with the one son who had substance abuse, he was in rehab. And she said, um, after like, I think the 
third week, she said, I just had a conversation this week with my son for the first time. And I can't remember how long that was positive. It was, it was loving. And at the end of the phone call, he actually said, I love you, mom. She said, I haven't heard him say that in such a long time. And she said, because I was able to speak with him from a loving place, because I understood in trying to, you know, like berate him for, you know, being uh, in a substance abuse, whatever, and, you know, fighting with him and resisting everything. She said, I learned to accept that this is who he is and that it means nothing about me, but that my job is to help him find his gifts and to find the best part of himself. And she said, when we started having that conversation in a different place, it meant everything. So it's amazing what, for them, it was about learning how to, to do them better so that they could communicate better with their children who had some serious issues. And I feel like every time I put a group together, there's always a theme. There's always a connecting theme. And it yes. is so cool that the universe brings people together and connects and you actually learn from each other in the group as well. That's awesome. I love that. I love it. I love it. All right. So this has been just amazing. Like I said, I have enjoyed it so much and um, always I don't know about anybody else that does podcasts, but I always learn something from each and every guest that I have. And I love it. And I think that's probably a part of, you know, the reason why I love it so much. Because I also, you know, I'm able to have awesome conversations with people that I may not have have talked to, you know, in another place. Yeah. And so I just, I just feel like it's just amazing. And so, and this one has not disappointed. And I I was looking forward to it. I'm so, glad. so much that I tried to do it yesterday. <laughs> I just love to have these conversations because I'm so passionate about this. My life has been completely changed and I just want everyone to have a happy life like I have. I was going to say you glow up when you, when you talk about it. <laughs> oh, thank you. To see your glow up. I'm like, look at yeah. this girl. She is glowing. <laughs> but that's what that's what transformation does and that is so that is so powerful to me it's like you know as as you transform and as you help other people in their lives transform what could be greater yeah nothing what is the greatest thing it's a a thrill yes so again thank you for joining us wherever you're listening to this or if you're watching it on Mupu tv awesome thank you welcome um but i just want to let everybody know that this is such an amazing beautiful woman with an amazing spirit and so if you are looking and you are wanting to connect with somebody to get help you know in this area that she's talked about then you want to reach out to her jump on her website, you know, connect with her, connect with her on Facebook, right? Yeah. Daydreams come true is the yep. name of my book. And, um, I have a, a web page, uh, a Facebook page called daydreams come true. So. You might want to reach out to her and see if, because I, I would, I think the book is amazing, but I believe probably it would be the most, um, helpful to do her group program. Yeah. You know, because I think that would is like having a guide. So anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful rest of your day, night, weekend, whenever you catch this. Um, and I just really want to 
give a shout out of gratitude to Patricia for coming on here and just, you know, being so free and so open. It's just an, an amazing um, space that I try to cultivate. And I'm just super grateful that she's just walked on in and she's brought her goodies. So you guys grab her goodies, jump on her website, connect with her and see if she's somebody that can help you, somebody that, you know, can show you a different path in a different way. So again, thank you for joining us on Straight Out of Savannah, talking with Tammy. Bye now. Bye. Okay. I know you've been blown away with the amazing valley here today. Now go out and inspire the planet. And be sure to send us a message when you're ready to come talk about it. I'm straight out of Savannah. Talking with Tammy.